guys. This is Joy. This is Claire. And it's the first day of winter. When this episode drops, if you're listening to it in real time, IRL. I I know that it's like, oh, it's the first day of winter, but it really is the day where after today, the days start getting longer again. And it's like, we made it. It feels every year. So good. feels like a feat. It feels like, yeah, okay. Like the weight has been lifted. The like, we made it. It's going to be okay. The days are going to get longer again, even if it's only by like 25 seconds. Right. We're heading in the right direction. Do you remember the age when you started noticing the days? This sounds like a stupid question, but bear with me. Like, I don't remember as a kid or even like in my 20s being like, oh my gosh, the days are... I feel like it affects you more. Well, maybe like maybe like in my mid to late 20s when I started working my first real job, when I would be like at the office at 4, 4.30 seeing a client and look out the window, it was pitch black. And I'm like, oh, I have three more clients to go. And it just felt so daunting. But I don't remember really worrying no, about I this when memories. I was in my early 20s or in my teens. No, no. I have memories of being in middle school. and being Oh, like, really? Why? And like, I, re- I have one vivid memory actually of like, probably would have been March. But okay, keep in mind, by the time I got to middle school, both my parents worked. So a lot of times I would just like stay at school just for something to do. And I didn't play sports. I would just sort of like loiter around the school and like wait for the sports 10 and like try to hang out with my friends. And then I would almost, not always, but I would often take the, the public bus home. And so I really was like kind of managing myself in the evening. And that that's when I really started re- noticing. Like I remember I have one vivid memory, probably must have been, yeah, like March, I would have been like in probably eighth grade. And I remember being outside, like just messing around in the parking lot in the, in the middle school. It was five o'clock and it was light outside. And I was like, you guys, it's still light out. It's five o'clock. And everyone was like, okay. And it was a really big deal. So yeah, and and then I feel like I didn't register it as much in the morning until I got older because to me it was just like, you know, mornings were mornings and I didn't really register if it was dark or light because I was just tired. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely know it, have, have always noticed it in the afternoon. Yeah, I just, it's kind of funny because now these are the things you notice when you're older where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm really making a big deal of this. I'm like, when I was younger, I don't really remember, remember being that bothered. Of course, like in high school, I have memories of, you know, waking up really early because I had cheer practice in the morning before school started and then dance practice after school. You know, wake when you're when you're driving yourself and you have to be responsible for yourself, like waking up in the morning was really tough when it was dark out. It's so funny thinking back because as a kid, I was seen as the one that was like super grumpy and mean. I was not a morning person as a kid and maybe, I don't know, as a teenager, I was like decent. I always just wanted to do a good job. So I was like doing whatever it took to like, you know, be there. But I just remember riding in the car to the airport one day with my family on a family vacation. And my mom was like, you are not a morning person. And I was like, shut up. (laughs) And now, yeah, I was not a morning person. I'm still not a morning person. But like when I was a kid, my mom, when I was like in middle school, and I don't know, this must have extended to some degree to high school as well. My mom would get me out of bed, like physically. I mean, she wouldn't have to like completely lift me, but she would like yank me out of bed and she would steer my shoulders into the bathroom. And my eyes were like still closed and she would just sort of like push me into the bathroom. I would walk in and go to the bathroom and I would come back and she would have like made my bed so I couldn't get back in. Oh, yeah. Once it's made, you can't give yeah, it so as cozy can. and yeah, exactly. And so then I would just sort of like lay on the top of my covers for a few minutes, and then I would get up. <laughs> oh, that's the hardest feeling though, especially as a teenager, because you need yes, so much sleep. You're so tired. You're so tired. 
Yeah. It's and so just, fair. I would, do you remember your morning routine? I had a morning routine yeah. where I'd wash my, I would take a shower and wash my hair at night. So in the morning, all I had to do was wet it because I did have to blow dry my hair and I had to like straighten my hair before high school and like put on my makeup, but then it took less time. Oh yeah. I would definitely shower at night. I would, well, it depended whose house I was at. When I was at my mom's house, she would like kind of make sure I was ready. My dad did not care if I made this bus. I don't know what he thought would happen if I didn't make the bus, but he like, didn't care if you made the bus or not. What oh was going to, I don't think my dad knew what time I, my school even started. <laughs> he didn't even know you were at the house. He was like, there was one time in high school, I slept over my boyfriend's house and he did not, who was in college. He did not notice. Wait, you he had really a boyfriend in college when you were in high school? Yeah. What? I don't think I knew yeah, You didn't know that? I don't yeah. think so. My, and I was a senior. He was like a sophomore in high school. Uh, and, college? Um, sophomore in college? Sophomore in, yeah, yeah. God, sorry. Sophomore. He, I was a senior in high school. He was a sophomore in college. And he, so he had an apartment. I mean, I, that's, like, that's huge. Yeah. I mean, it was very, it was like very much the end of my senior year. But anyway, yeah, my dad didn't know. I slept over his house and my dad didn't notice. Oh, that's. <laughs> Not just like, I didn't get in trouble. Like, I think to this day, my dad probably doesn't know that that happened. <laughs> but, um. <sighs> Oh, John yeah, Hay. I, I John know. Hay. Can't wait for a sweater so, vest photo on Christmas Day. Oh, uh-huh. Please you post. One. He just like, I don't know. Who knows? He would like get up and get himself to work. And that was his, you know, I had like, like put myself to bed at my dad's house. It was a very different environment. So what, was your dad a thor- like an authoritarian type of parent or was he very like, no. no. So he, he didn't was, have like curfew this time. Strict. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. No. no. He really was doing, by the time I was in high school, he was like doing his own thing. And I mean, he and my stepmom, I guess they got divorced the summer going into my senior year of high school. Does that sound right? I can't remember. It was either the summer going, yeah, I think that's right. So then my senior year of high school, he was like separated from my stepmom. And just sort of like doing his own thing. And, but even before that, he really just kind of worried about himself. And my stepmom really only worried about her kids. And so me and my brother just like kind of roamed around like little feral animals. And I self-corrected by getting very involved in school and church because apparently that's my default. Uh, yeah, mode. you found you found like alternative places to land. I found like alter right alternative like structures. Right. Like, well, in the absence of structure at home, I will go to church. Right. <laughs> no, that makes total sense. And when I was in, I mean, like church was such a social thing. Right. Like, the, the youth group at my church was humongous. Like almost all my friends were in it. And then I also was really involved in. Student council and really involved in choir. Yeah, that's like, right. And you're like, oh yeah, I had to get up and go to cheer practice. I had to get up and go to choir practice before school because mm-hmm. I was a very cool. And then I had to stay after to stay for student council. Yes. Um, yes. Or to go to like a church thing. So anyway, all that to say that my morning routine varied wildly depending on whose house I was at. But at my mom's, I would like get up. She would drag me out of bed. I would get myself ready and then go to school. And at my dad's, I would just like wait until the last possible minute and then just like run out the door with, you know, minutes to spare. My high school was a good 20, 25 minutes from my house. Oh, wow. For whatever reason, in the neighborhood that I lived, we the high school that I went to was on like the opposite corner of the school district. And it was because the middle school I went to, for whatever reason, was a feeder for that high school. But so I went to, if anybody's like from the Boulder area, I went to Fairview, but I could have just as easily gone to Boulder High. They were about the same distance, like about 15, 20 minutes. But there's not a closer high school, except for Niwot High School, which would have been like 10 minutes, but is in a different district. Strict. Yeah. So it just was like a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Wait, was your mom strict with Not rules? really. Okay. No. But I, again, like, let's put this into perspective. My dad 
was married to his fourth wife for most of high school. Right. Like there were a lot of kids before you that he was kind of like, meh, they're fine. (laughs) Exactly. My twin brother really struggled in school. Like really, really. And this is where we have to pause and remind everyone that you have a twin brother and I have a twin brother and we both have twin brothers. brothers. Yes. Everyone knows. There's always one person that's like, what? Yes, exactly. My twin brother like really, really struggled with school. So most of the attention was on him and just trying to like keep him from dropping out of high school. And then my stepbrother, my stepmom's son was actually ended up going to rehab when he was like 16. So like one of those like residential rehabs that you send your kids to. And then like where they like come and take you in the middle of the night. Oh, like the Paris Hilton thing, which I've been watching her show, by the way, I need to... I need to have a pop culture moment around that. Great. We will, we'll, we'll circle back. We'll put a pin in, in Paris Hilton. Yeah. So like one of those. And then there was also at my mom's house, this like dynamic where my stepdad and my brother really didn't get along. So like, I really just was not the focus. Of yeah. You were just like. And, yeah. And so like there were very, but there, it also meant that there were really no rules that they could make that applied to all of us. Cause everyone was like really all over the board. Yeah. So I just kind of did my own thing. Yeah. You and flew under the radar. I flew. For better, for worse. Exactly. And I kind of just managed myself. You managed yourself, thankfully, because I think with a different type of kid, it could have gone way south. Well, and it did. I mean, like, my stepbrother went to rehab. My brother... My twin brother, like, became addicted to opiates. Like, there was, like, a real choose-your-own-adventure sort of situation in my childhood. And for whatever reason, I did not – yeah, I, I took a positive route. And right. I, I don't know how we got off on this tangent. I think we were talking about schools and – oh, we're – it all started with the time of day and the days getting longer again. But – when I was a kid, my parents weren't, my parents didn't give us rules, but we didn't need rules because we had the fear of God of them being disappointed in us. So we were such high achievers that the idea of disappointing them was just a rule in and of itself. Not to say that we were not jerks to them as kids and like, you know, teenagers, we were definitely jerks to them. But I just remember there were times when I wished that my parents would give us rules. Like, I wished that we had a curfew. But the thing is, we were hanging out with all the Mormon kids. That They were like, well, the kid, everyone you, you hang out with has to be home at 11. So they're going to come home at 11. <laughs> so they just right. didn't. They were just like. They never gave when? us. Yeah, it was just like we were disciplined by association with everyone we hung out with. And so, but it's really funny because really I funny. like, my mom would always say she would stay up at night just waiting for the door to shut to, she would like wait to hear when the door would close that she knew that we were home safe. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, mom, like, why didn't you tell me that? So I would be more aware of like not coming home at 2am or whatever. But yeah, it's just really funny how I look back and I'm like, they just get, they gave us no rules. I mean, but that's not to say that again, if we started acting out, I'm sure that they would have like laid down the hammer, but I think the only time I saw my dad kind of freak out was when I went on my first date. I'm sure I've told this story before, but I went on my first date with a senior. I was a sophomore and I was hanging out with um, the twins from, you know, we've reflected on the twins from my dance concert this year. The ones that (laughs) we had the big fiasco of getting arrested in the parking lot for alcohol. So I was hanging out with the twins and they had boyfriends. They're, They're a year older than me. So they all had like, they were juniors and seniors. And so I was a sophomore and I went out with this guy who was a senior and I was like super excited because it was kind of officially my first date um, in high school. He, Claire, Um, (laughs) Claire just texted, my sweatshirt was on backwards, which I really want to also go into the pop culture moment about Denise Richards and her backwards jacket. Oh yeah, we have a lot of pop culture. (laughs) We have a lot of pop culture to catch up on. But we were going on a date, My and he was going to pick me up. And my dad was like, well, when he comes in, you know, I got to meet him. And I said, well, what if he just honks? And he's like, then you're not going. 
Because I was like so embarrassed for him to have to like come to the door and meet my parents. And and then when I got home, my brother and my dad had put the chairs in the living room right in front of the front door and the lights were on. And my brother was in one chair and my dad was in the other. And they were just like waiting for me to come home. And I was like so embarrassed. It was such a fun date. We went rollerblading in Scottsdale. It was so, I still wow. to this day, I'm like, that was such a what fun year first would that have been? That would have been 1993, 94, probably 1993. That's iconic, rollerblading. That's a and he was a really good rollerblader, so he like taught me how to rollerblade. <laughs> so weird. I, you really can't understate the social currency of being a good rollerblader in the 90s. You really can't. Like, he was one of those guys that, like, had his own pair of rollerblades. And so he oh, was just yeah. like, and oh, so yeah. I had to rent mine. And then he was, like, showing us how to, and he was just doing all these, like, cool moves. I, I just, I had, that's a core memory. It is locked in. I have, like, vivid memories of where we were and what we did. And so fun. So fun. Okay. How was your let's let's transition to some fun things about bike your your bike day. You did have your new yeah, bike day. I had my new bike day. I got to take my bike out. Um I went to this like little trail up in a neighborhood near me called the Erie Single Track and it's built on the side of a decommissioned landfill, which is fine. Like it's a good use for that type of land because there's really nothing else you can do with it. Basically all that it is is it's like a half a dozen, maybe like half half to yeah, probably half mile long little trails and then you go take the other half mile on the way up. And so or a little less than a half mile on the way up. So it's really quick. There's super quick laps. Like you can do a lap in probably probably I don't know, maybe it was taking us like 10-15 minutes. And the vast majority of that was climbing, was riding back up the hill. I went with Jess Beacom and it was just super fun. And I was so fun to get on my bike. It was, you know, you kind of like learn, you're starting to learn like what you like about the bike and what you want to kind of maybe tweak. And the thing about this bike in particular that I have, so I've got the Juliana Maverick and it's got a lot of travel, which means that it's really bouncy and not necessarily that it's like super bouncy is not quite the right word, but it just has a lot of give. Yeah. And it probably has way more give than, it definitely has way more give than what I need. It's like, like hydraulics, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's, <laughs> got a lot more travel than really anything that I would need. But also because I'm not very heavy, it has a lot more travel than I even can use. That's actually probably a good thing because if I was able to access all that travel, I probably would not like it because part of the problem with having that much travel is that it absorbs your momentum and you can kind of, and it's like, it just like ends up being kind of too much bike. And so I kind of got that feeling a little bit yesterday where I was like, oh, I feel like I'm trying to push the bike and it's just not going anywhere because when I push, the bike just absorbs the push. So I'm just going to have to kind of get used to that, which is fine. And you can get that stuff adjusted to a degree. But it was so fun. I don't know if you guys can hear river barking. I can. And for a moment, I thought it was Joe. I was like, Joe's probably I'm <laughs> Scott's on a trip right now. And I have three dogs. I've got Auburn, who I'm watching for a friend. JT is in the room. Auburn and JT are right here. And then Joe's on his own out there. I'm like, for sure, he's going to bark because someone's going to walk by. So just be ready for yeah, that. Walked by. Yeah. So yeah, I was. it's really great. I'm That's so, so fun. I love the bike. color of it. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. It's like this kind of dusty mauve. Mm-hmm. Mauve. Um, kind of, yeah, sort of more. <laughs> Like I a, love a mauve. Like beige. I love a mauve. 
I'm really glad I got a bike. I know we've been talking about this now for like months. It's just so fun. Like I think I've talked about this with surfing and the way I feel when I'm surfing where it's like I want to I want to be out all day. I just want one more wave every single time. And I've thought about that in terms of skiing where I'm like, I don't really love, I like to ski because I like being outside with my friends and my family, but I rarely feel that feeling of like, let's just go one more run. Like, come on, come on, let's go back out for one more run. I really feel that way about surfing. And I also am realizing like, I do feel that way about biking where I'm like, oh, come on, like, let's just do one more lap. Like I really, like on Friday, I had originally thought maybe I would go out on Friday and then like the timing just didn't work out. And I was driving home from something else and the sun was out and it was so beautiful and I was like physically itching to get on my bike like oh, I can't believe I'm not going out right now like that feeling where you just are like oh I want to do that so bad mm-hmm. so I remember really my fun. friend when when I was climbing with the elite climbers when I was not even close to being a beginner I was like beyond a beginner they called that feeding the rat it was like this. I'm, I'm not familiar. Yeah, with it's the feeling of like something that's like itching inside of you, and you gotta like feed yeah, it. Yeah, you just like want to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was feeling that way, and I'm I'm glad because obviously, like I know I feel that way about surfing, but there's nothing I can do about it when I feel that way about surfing, other than like get on an airplane, like, <laughs> go find somewhere. So, yeah, right. It's so inaccessible to me. Yeah. Granted, I make surfing a huge priority in my life. Like almost all my disposable income goes towards going out on surfing trips. Right. But that's still only like once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really excited to maybe have an activity that I can do that's like, oh, yeah, I actually could just go out after work and go do it. And then also yesterday, I was on Pearl Street with my friend Amanda. Do you know the brand Skida? S-K-I-D-A. And they have like all those cute, you would love them. They are this like, they started out making hats for cross-country skiers. They're based out of Vermont. And they're just this really cute little brand that makes like hats, balaclavas, and like bandanas and gaiters. They make dog bandanas. Is it, what, what how do you spell it again? S-K-I-D-A. Okay, I just Everything looked it up. Everything has these really cute patterns. <gasps> Really cute patterns. I'm looking, really I'm cute. Googling right now. Yeah, they're so cute. And they have this teeny, teeny little pop-up on Pearl Street right now. Okay. I bought a bike fender there yesterday, which is like a little mud flap for your front tire. And it's mm-hmm. this like super cute little floral pattern. And I'm so excited about it. So uh-huh. I also get, I'm excited because I get to like get accessories for my bike and make it cute. I'm which is very fun. Very distracted by their website right now. Cute little scrunchies. It's so cute, right? These yeah. Are, you, okay, but think about it this way. You could get a hat that matches the dog bandana that you get. Which... Everything like comes in, in, in matching. All I know is they have a neon bandana, and you can get a neon headband. Yeah, or, a, to, or like a scrunchie. Or, what if or you a, a hat. scrunchie that matched? Yeah. Okay, and they're or so I could actually get a bandana to match the bandana. This is this is I amazing. It's really dangerous. I could absolutely so get Joe some fun. Okay, all right. We're going to stop online shopping. That I have a rule... From- I have a rule this month. Do not, I can't buy anything for myself. Except I did break that rule yesterday, but I can talk about that. (laughs) It was justified. I mean, it always is. <laughs> you can always buy. It's so funny. I still remember my one of my good friends from grad school. We were shopping. This is so long ago. This is probably like when we were in grad school. And I was like, uh, do I really need this wallet? I was like shopping. I really wanted a wallet. And I was like, oh, do I, I really want this wallet? But do I need it? He looks at me and he's like, but do we really need anything? And I was like, good point. We could probably validate anything. But no, I broke the rule yesterday because Outdoor Voices sent me this invo- invoice. In- Outdoor Voices sent me an invite. Say that 10 times fast. For their um, storefront in Denver, that everything in the store is half off yesterday. So they're like, we're having a holiday party. Stop by. The whole store is half off. And I was like, <gasps> 
Okay, I've watched yeah. their website for the past month. They have had sales up and down. They've had sales this. They had 20% the Black Friday they had 60% off all their sale. They had 40% off the whole site. They've had they've had they've had a million sales throughout the month of November, December. And so I've used it to kind of like buy some gifts here and there and but I haven't I've put so many things in my cart and removed things in my cart for me because I was like, "Nope, you cannot buy anything for yourself." But yesterday I was like, "Okay, half off." I wear their cloud knit line constantly. I wear their t-shirts. I wear their pants. I, anything cloud knit. I have, I have shorts in cloud knit. I have a lot of their cloud knit stuff. And I was like, okay, if I can go get an outfit in all cloud knit, which I'm wearing today, the shirt and these pants that I got, they're the same color. It's like a, it's kind of like a pajama looking outfit, cloud knit pants and the cloud knit shirt for half off, which I felt I was like, I'm going to wear these for at least five years. I think that's totally fine. Well, congratulations back to your... stack up on some basics. It really is. Jess and I were talking about, should we start a podcast about mountain biking, which maybe goes to prove a point that I am incapable of having a hobby that doesn't have a podcast to go with it. <laughs> right. You got the baking podcast. Yeah, the baking podcast that used to have CrossFit. So if anybody would listen to a mountain biking podcast... Are there any that are out there? Have you looked? I have. Of course there are. And of course, just like everything, there are not enough or not very many. It doesn't seem like any good. I don't know. Good might not be a, a fair assessment. I haven't listened well, to Well, there's always room there for more. Aren't, there aren't that many women's like community podcasts, which is the, you know, the whole reason. Doing. Right. There's a lot of podcasts that are like either athletes or brands, of, which there always are. And then there are a few that are sort of like men talking about bikes. Men yeah. talking about bikes. Men talking that about sounds bikes, so yeah. boring, actually. And I think there are, I'm sure there are a few women's ones out there, but even just like if you Google, they don't necessarily come up right away. So if you guys know of any that you have that you like, send them my way. I would like to listen to some and kind of see what's out there. Maybe we'll just start one anyway. And Joy will have to teach me how to do the podcast back end because Joy, in case you guys didn't know, does literally all of the production editing, all the back end stuff for our podcast, unless sometimes our website breaks and then I fix it. <laughs> but all of the rest of the stuff is Joy. Yep. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. Okay, let me talk really quickly about Paris and Love, which is her TV show on Paramount. Paris Hilton, everyone knows her, did a TV show, reality show, about her wedding and then having her two babies. If you watched her documentary, I think everyone was kind of like surprised by the persona she had in the 2000s was very much like the party girl. But as you get to know her over the years and like the work that she's done. Not just the party girl, but like an idiot. Like she was portrayed to just be like so dumb and so and she like yeah with like the simple life and her like, and so Nicole Richie and, like, and yeah, yeah she totally really played just into like that vapid. yeah she came out with a documentary that told the story about her being abused in the boot camp boarding schools troubled teen schools and it's really sad it's a very sad story so she did a lot of legislation work to try to get bills passed so that these schools were regulated and looked into and made sure that their practices were ethical. So that was really cool. I, I liked the show because it surprised me a lot because, of course, celebrities, you want to judge them. You go off of the things that you know, the very limited things that you know about them. But a couple takeaways. One, she is painfully shy painfully shy, um, which surprised me. I think I saw that in her documentary, but even in her show, I was like, wow, how can someone so shy be so successful? That baffles me. Just kind of like her determination and her creativity to work through such painful shyness like that, it baffles me. Um, and then her husband is so cute. I love her husband. He is, his name's Carter. He's just like, if you, 
if you think about Paris Hilton, you always think like, okay, well, who would she marry? He's probably some like model suave boy toy. And he is just the complete opposite. He's like this really charismatic, fun. He's like this Midwestern, nice, chatty guy, hometown, like grew up on a farm, just the cutest, but you could, you could see their dynamic. He just doesn't feed into like her fame. And it's just so cute to watch the relationship. So I'm like, oh, I'm so happy for her. Anyway, so it's a really good show. Obviously, it's a reality show, but I like the, I, I of course, want to go to this place of diagnosing her mother because they have like this really interesting relationship where Kathy always wants to make it about her, her mom, Kathy, Kathy Hilton. But it's really good. I really enjoyed it. And um, I don't want to give any spoilers, but you probably saw this on social media. She hid from her family that she was having a baby via surrogacy. She hid it from everyone because she's terrified of the media finding out and creating this narrative. And of course, that's like her whole life. I don't, can you hear JT storing? It's like so loud. She hid it from everyone. Her and Carter just completely hid that they were having a baby via surrogacy. Her mom finds out about her grandson because Paris invites her over a week after the baby is born and walks into the room holding her grandson and is like, meet your grandson. So Kathy was like, what? It's, can you imagine your family not knowing that you're having a baby? And like the second they meet them was when they're a week old. Like that's just like, huh? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that only could only work if you were using a surrogate. Yeah, of course, obviously. Yeah, but just like that. And then she did it again with her daughter. But anyway, it's it's really cute. You kind of have like this soft spot, especially if you grew up with Paris in the early 2000s and, you know, watched her rise to fame and all of the things that she created. And she really lives into this. She really lives into her persona. Like she still uses the high voice when she's uncomfortable. She uses all of her like that's hot and everything with, you know, everything that she talks about. It's cute. So I like that show. Paris in love is what it's called. Part of me was like, I kind of want to sit down and talk to her. She seems like just such a, you want to, you want to tell her like, okay, now I understand you. And I'm so sorry that the media and paparazzi and everyone was yeah, so mean to, to you. Like women in the nineties. Women in the nineties like were horribly treated, horribly treated. Like the Y2K era. Like, sorry, we didn't sorry. know. Sorry. We, we didn't know to ask questions. We didn't know to like dig deeper. Now we know. Yeah. Now we know. The Simple Life was a little bit after my time. I want to like, wasn't there one before The Simple Life or was that the main one she was on? That was the main one she was on. What was the second one then? That Oh, oh the the spinoff with Nicole Richie. That's the one I never watched. I did watch The Simple Life a little bit though. Wasn't there like a spinoff with Nicole Richie afterwards? Was there listeners, uh, chat friends? I don't remember. I mean, I feel like she's been on a lot of things, but I can't remember if she was like, as far as the shows that she's been on, sure. other than her documentary, I just know that she went and I have not yet read her memoir. I know she just came out with a book this year, but I have not yet read it slash listened to it. But I don't know. I just the thing that <laughs> the thing that bothered me a little bit was people in Hollywood must have such a hard time finding people to talk to people that famous, like the Hiltons are like next level fame. They from what I can like gather from watching all the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Kathy Hilton kind of like owns Hollywood or owns Beverly Hills. Like if something happens, you know, people could get like thrown out of Beverly Hills, like that kind of thing where there's like this fear of of crossing her. Like that level of fame has to be so bizarre. Where you just never know who is your friend and who is going to betray you. The thing on the show is they have a couple times where Paris meets with therapists and she doesn't trust therapists because of what happened to her. And of course, like that makes sense because she was treated horribly by therapists or who knows if they were even therapists. I would highly doubt a therapist would treat someone like that, but they disguised it as a therapist. 
therapy back when she was in that school. So she has no trust to anybody. She'll meet with people on her show once. Like she met with this guy called a mind architect. And I was like, oh my God, that's like, that's so LA. What the hell is a mind architect? And he was like nice enough, but it was just like very surface level. And also that I'm like, and you're having this filmed. This feels really uncomfortable for someone who's so shy and so traumatized. I I know she had to give permission for that, but that just felt really weird. And then she met with this other lady who did um, equine therapy, which was like fine again, but it just, it was very surface level, kind of uncomfortable having the cameras on you. And then I want to say that there might have been a third person that she met with and kind of did like this joint session with her mom. All of it felt like very, I don't know, part of me was like, maybe they're just like interviewing therapists, but they ended up meeting with a therapist in the second season who I loved. I think her name was Barbara. She was awesome. And I was like, oh, I hope they stay with this lady. Like she is a real therapist. She is getting to the heart of the matter. Whenever I watch therapists do therapy on TV. I'm always like, that's not what I would say. Or like, I wonder why they chose to ask that question. You know, I'm kind of like criticizing their process. And the the last gal that they met with, again, I think it's Dr. Barbara, was amazing. I was like, oh my gosh, yes, she's amazing. Like, this is exactly what you should be looking into. And oh my gosh, that was such a good call out that she made that observation. So I just found that really weird for that to be a part of her show with like, but again, probably so many people that are that famous have such a hard time talking totally. to therapists that like... It's gotta be so weird. Because like, everyone knows your background. Everyone knows everything about yeah, you. Yeah, and you just like, like never know probably... who's gonna like leak stuff for money. And it's just yeah, weird. And there's no way for those people to like come in with a neutral like a blank state. exactly okay all right well let's take a minute to take a break and talk about one of our favorite sponsors ned i don't know why i always feel they need to sing their name but it's probably just because i'm so excited about well them. it's been so long that we've been doing this that we just have the same song and dance it's kind of like our own little theme song for Ned. We love Ned so much. We use our products daily. We always talk about it. I really think that if you have not tried Ned yet, the best product you could start with is probably the sleep blend. I mean, depending on what you're trying to, to solve. But the number one thing that we hear from people is like, does this really help you sleep? Because mm-hmm. I have tried everything. We love the sleep blend, particularly if you are somebody who is sensitive to other types of sleep aids. Like if you have a hard time with melatonin, if you have a hard time with things like Unisom, like over the counter the ned sleep blend really cannot recommend it highly enough we know so many people who swear by it joy swears by it i love it too i do the daily blend just it's a little bit more um a little bit less targeted but the sleep blend also comes with so many herbs and botanicals that are formulated specifically to just chill you out help you fall asleep and help you stay asleep I feel like is the main thing with CBD for me. Like I just get such a deep restful sleep. I'm not coming in and out of sleep all night the way that I am otherwise. And I listened to the sleep expert a while back on NPR talking about like when people take melatonin, it doesn't help you stay asleep. I'm not a scientist. Don't quote me on this, but that things can help you fall asleep. But as far as staying asleep is a whole nother ballgame. And with the sleep blend, I've said it before, I get hotel sleep, meaning I just feel like I'm not interrupted. I wake up without dogs jumping on my bed type of feeling where I'm like, oh, this is so restorative and refreshing. And you do not wake up with that hangover that you sometimes get with sleep products. And Joy, you were talking about a couple weeks ago, as you are starting to have maybe some perimenopausal symptoms that you were struggling so much with sleep. And then you suddenly, I remember you, I think you were texting about this, where then you took your sleep blood and you were like, duh. And it helped. Yeah, it totally helped right away because I had stopped taking it because it's not something I take every single night, but I take it really on occasion. Like when I'm 
wired at night and I really need to calm down. I try to do that thing where you start to wind down. It's hard, but sometimes you have to try to wind down to go to bed. Like if we have a later night, I'll take it before I go to bed because I have to just force myself into sleep. But I stopped taking it because I ran out. And so I ordered some more. And again, you guys, like they don't send us free products. We buy it on our own because we truly love their stuff. So again, this is just like, I want to be transparent with that. But I tried it when I was having trouble staying asleep with the perimenopause symptoms that I'm guessing that's what they are. And it totally fixed the problem. So I've been really trying to play around with that. So you guys can try the sleep blend or any other other amazing products. If CBD is not for you, go get some chapstick, best stocking stuffer in the world. You can go to helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash joy, J-O-Y, or use discount code joy for 15% off your order. They're a wonderful company. They third-party test all of their batches. so You know exactly what's in it. They're so intentional with everything they make. We love their products. We've been using them for years and years, and we have have had amazing results with them. Please support the brands that support our podcast. Thank you so much. And thank you to Ned. This episode is also sponsored by Purity Woods. As you know, I'm a product person. I've tried every product out there for my skin. Uh, I'm 46 years old and my skin is aging. Go figure. So I've been looking for a lot of different skincare products. Purity Woods reached out to us. We've been trying their products for the past few months now. And specifically, I've been using the Purity Woods Age Defying Dream Cream. Purity Woods' mission is to provide people with the cleanest and most effective healthy aging and longevity products available. All of their products are USDA certified organic, non-GMO, free of anything artificial, free of toxic preservatives and synthetic additives like pesticides, chemical fertilizers and dyes, parabens, and of course, it's cruelty-free and never tested on animals. We've been using this product for the past few months, and the thing that I love about it the most is that it actually sinks into my skin. A lot of products, when I put it on, especially at night, when that's when you're supposed to put on products on your face before you go to bed, it always just like stays on top of my skin, and then it rubs off on my pillow, and I feel like I'm just wasting everything. So this really sinks into my skin, and is absorbed. Turn back time on the appearance of your skin with Purity Woods age-defying dream cream. Purity Woods is currently offering 17% off site-wide, but we have an additional 10% discount for our listeners for total savings of 27% off. Go to puritywoods.com forward slash joy or enter code joy at checkout for an additional 10% off your first order. That's P-U-R-I-T-Y-W-O-O-D-S.com. Enter code joy for a total of 27% off your first order. Thank you so much for supporting our podcast by supporting the great sponsors. Now back to the show. Okay, before we move on to some Q&A, can I play the Real Housewives clip that I sent you that I was like, this is the pop culture moment of 2023. Just the half, just the part where she talks about the jacket. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to like get it with without the video. Let me just set the scene. This is such a good pop culture moment. That if you want to just laugh for a second, Google Real Housewives, Beverly Hills, Upside Down Jacket. So they're at this party. Denise Richards is not on the latest season, but they have this like CBD THC party where everyone's getting just completely hammered. Denise Richards walks in already just hammered on something. Okay. So all the girls are kind of standing around. Everyone's dressed in like dressed to the nines. One of the housewives comes up to Denise when she's about to leave and it's like, honey, your jacket is on upside down. And Denise is so wasted. Like she's combative. She starts getting combative and she's like, I know what you're trying don't, to do to me. Like, don't do this. I know. Don't what you're do to do. Okay, here we go. I have to what play it. I have to play it. Okay. Well, I thought that was. Is this on backwards? No. Sure. Backwards? Upside down? No. 
Is yours upside down? Mine? Don't do this. Don't do this. I know what you're doing. Stop it. Don't do this. I swear, I think Hold your on, jacket is upside no, down. Stop it. I know what you're doing. I'm not your jacket. I don't give a flying ass about a jacket. so drunk and she's like i think your jacket's upside down she's trying to be so quiet and denise is like i know what you're trying to do truly denise's jacket is upside down which is even funnier (laughs) it's like this white fluffy kind of like fake fur coat and it's and it's like they show a clip from her earlier in the night where it's clearly on correctly and they show her now it's like oh yeah she has it on upside down but my other favorite part of that is somebody else was like if i was denise richards i would walk around naked drinking tequila and i don't even like tequila That was Sutton, who's so also... For, she can yeah. do whatever she wants. Um, I don't... I've never watched a single episode of Real Housewives in my life, but I did find that to be very funny. That was, like, classic, where there's... Not every episode is, like, where you have a gem like that, but that one, I laughed so hard. And there's also, for people who do watch it, my new tag line with my friend who watches it with me, she is when Sutton says, name them. I'm not going to talk about the scene because I don't want to be like the inside joker, but she keeps like telling Kyle to like name an instance and she just won't let Kyle get a word in edgewise. And it's the funniest, it's the funniest thing. So now anytime we are talking and like combating, I'm like, name them, name them. <laughs> they're so ridiculous. They're like so ridiculous, but that's why they're the housewives. Like they have to be. The fact that, Real Housewives of anything is like become such a cultural base. You know, like I mean, there's so like there's it. so many freaking cities. I mean, yeah, it's there's it's so epic. many spinoffs. It's so, so epic many versions. It's so random. It's so, so funny, funny to, me. to me. Anyway, okay, uh, should we do some questions? Is that where we're at? Yeah, let's do it. Question Got to pull it up. Do you dress for comfort or do you dress to match the vibe? The vibe is comfort. So yes to both. <laughs> the vibe is comfort. <laughs> I dress probably to match the vibe, but I try to be as comfortable as possible. Like, I think about the velvet jumpsuit that I wore to Mean Girls, where I really wanted to... And you, and you yeah. had a great comfort outfit. That was, like, the perfect I I jumpsuit. I had a matching pajama set. It was great. Yeah. Highly recommend. I mean, well, highly recommend finding something comfortable to match Yeah, I definitely try to find, like, the most comfortable version of whatever matches the vibe. Like, when I go to work, I'm not wearing leggings to work. I'm still wearing like pants and a top, but it's normally like a comfy sweater and some like comfy jeans or comfy pants that I like. I'm I'm never I'm never sacrificing comfort for the vibe. I will sacrifice the vibe for comfort. I used to I used to sacrifice comfort for the vibe. You know, oh, I used to wear well. heels Absolutely. almost every single heels. day to work. Sometimes high I'm heels in the office in heels, and I'm like, literally, why are you wearing that? Especially at my job, like people wear the company that I work, the parent company that I work for owns Vans and Timberland. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's just wearing Vans at work. And it's like, you can get away with that because it's a brand that you, I, you can wear Vans and you're choosing to wear heels. Yeah. Make it make sense. Yeah, make it make sense. There's there's something that is very surprising to me that I would wear the highest of heels. I had this like, I don't know, it was like a Cole Haan heel that was so high. And I loved those shoes so much that I would do anything. I'd be like, I don't care. I'm wearing these today. Because I just was like, these are amazing. Never, never again. Never again. Yeah. I mean, the parent company that I work for also owns Ultra and the North Face. So like, take your pick. You can wear freaking thermo ball slippers to work and be on brand. Oh, so and you're great. wearing high heels. 
Yeah. Think about your life choices. Well, Kathy Hilton wears slippers everywhere, just so everyone knows. It's allowed. Oh, that's yeah, great. Um, Kate in the chat says, after the pandemic, my feet went back to their natural shape. They are never going back into pointy shoes. That is that is absolutely accurate. Can you imagine like fitting? No. When I was in high school, I wore these really, really cheap. Like, do you remember at the mall, they would have those stores that only sold prom accessories and they the shoes totally. would be like $10, just like these horrible. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I bought and they were like just covered in this like really cheap satin. Oh yeah, Yeah. exactly. And I bought a pair of shoes that were a peep toe from one of those places. They were so cheap and and they were pink. I don't even remember. I think they were like a tweed. Anyway, and I wore them to a dance. This must have been my sophomore year of high school, maybe my junior year. I had nerve damage in my toes to where I lost feeling in my toes (gasps) for years. What? My second, third toe on my right foot, I could not feel for years. Like I went through like medical testing because I thought I had like a circulation problem. No, it was just from nerve damage from the cheapest high heels ever. Oh my gosh. Like I love a wedge and I love a platform, but I just can't do the pointy heel situation. I like platforms. And like the boots I have, like my kind of just daily Chelsea boots, they probably have an inch heel on them maybe, but I'm not wearing high heels ever again if I can help it. I don't even think I own a pair of high heels now that I say that. I know. I'm trying to go through my head. I think I have one pair just because I can't get rid of them. Claire, what fun activities do you have planned during your January vacation? Oh yeah. It's going to be so fun. We're going to Costa Rica. We're going to go, we have an ATV tour that we're going to do. We're going to go zip lining and we're going to surf. And I, there actually is a mountain biking place that I might try to mountain bike. I just don't want to get like so hot. I don't know about that. But I don't think it's a super hot time of year. And then we're just going to like lay around on the beach. It's going to be great. Oh, eat tacos. Can't wait. I'm going to eat a lot of too. I'm That's really great. looking forward to eating fruit. This is something like if you live in Colorado, it's so hard to get good produce in the middle of the winter. And this is probably true for the, the majority of North America. So when I go on vacation, I haven't done this in so long, but I love going when we go on vacation to places, tropical places. And I just eat as much fruit as I can because I know that when I get home, it's going to be back to like apples. Oh, yeah. That's what I do when I'm in Hawaii. I just get like huge, huge platters of like mango and papaya. Yes. I just want papaya. I just want like a big mango or like some, yeah, it's gonna be so good. I am still really a little bit nervous about the the actual like flight trying to figure out how, I don't know it's a, it's on the upper limit of the amount of travel my kids have done ever like it's the longest flight they'll ever have been on sure. by like two hours which is significant so we'll see I'm sure I'll be fine yeah when is the last time you did a whole 30 thoughts about those days compared to now I think the last time I did a whole 30 was the last time I did a whole 30 <laughs> was probably in the 2016 yeah the only time I've done one within the last year. I do them from time to time. I mean, we've talked about this so many times. Like, our approaches to those sorts of things are so different. I can really just sort of, like, casually drop into it, do it, and then, like, kind of take some learnings and go back to it. But I did one last spring because I was having a lot of migraines, and I wanted to just rule out, like, a new food sensitivity. Mm, mm-hmm. Because I am. I thought it was probably about stress, but I was like, okay, but I also know that I am somebody who's really impacted by the foods I eat. Like, my body – like, I have – sensitive digestive system and all this so i did a whole 30 it was inconclusive for the migraines and so i just, it didn't help yeah i mean like i didn't like reveal anything it wasn't like oh my migraines immediately yeah. you know we're gone by week two i mean yeah, i probably do one a year at least when i was going through graves my naturopathic doctor gave me a whole 30 book to like of recipes to cook and i ate that way but not strict. There were other things going on that I really had to just rule out when I was going through Graves' disease. And I still, for the most part, adhere to that, but I'm not strict about it. And I think 
that just to me, when the question about like thoughts about those days compared to now, I am in such a different place. It's like night and day. And I think a lot of it had to do with being steeped in the CrossFit world and just the culture of quote unquote health that just being in the culture and being around all of the food challenges at the time. I mean, the culture was just completely different. That was a very normal thing to do, or at least I I shouldn't say normal, but that was kind of like the thing to do. So it was like everyone around you was doing it. So now when I think about it, like I don't even, it's not even in my brain. Um, But I also think a lot of it has to do with like how things changed with my body when I was going through graves and coming out of that trying to be more in tune with my body of what it needs, what it doesn't need, not working out as hard and not feeling stressed about food anymore. I just, I never thought I'd hear myself say that, but I'm like, I don't stress about food anymore. I just don't. It's not like the food noise is sometimes there on occasion, but it's just more about like, I think for me, I've mentioned this a few episodes ago is like with probably age, maybe it's a aftermath of Graves disease, but I don't have the same appetite as I did before. So I think there's a, there's also a shift of like, I can just eat whatever I want versus having to fear. Cause I also think I was probably restricting. And when you restrict, you tend to like binge more. And so now I'm just kind of at this place where I'm like, I eat when I'm hungry. I don't overfill myself. I don't feel like frantic around food. So it's not an issue anymore. Like when we're figuring out what to eat for dinner, it's like, yeah, that sounds good versus like, what's healthy? You know, it's just, it's definitely a different place. Better, much better. Totally. Food noise gone. Always better. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like this one. It says Christmas tree skirt or the new collars, which is funny because I just, when I was in Arizona, my friend had a tree collar. They're basically just like this, how do you describe them? It kind of looks like a yeah. circular piece of fabric that goes around the the bottom of your Not tree fabric. It's, it's it's like it's like rigid yeah it i've seen metal i've seen fabric yeah, like, like a, boards like a little fence. yeah um i've seen wooden panels around the tree yeah. so there's I've a woven there's a, like met like kind of like a basket looking one right she had one and i was like ooh, i really like the look of it because we've had tree skirts our entire life she was like, yeah, I got it because the cat was just like messing up the tree skirt all the time. It was driving me crazy. And I was like, I need one of those so that I am on the hunt for one. I'm having a hard time figuring out how to measure for it. I can't determine. No. I can't determine if how to it says like it's 28 inches long. But I'm like, is that the top? Or is that the base? I'm so confused. Or is that the diameter? Or is that the diameter? And like, how do I measure my tree so that it goes... Do you have a fake tree? Yeah. So that it... Do you get the same one all the time? Yeah. Yeah. I think... So that it goes, you know, the base, the base that holds the tree are these little prongs. There's four prongs on the ground. I don't know how to measure that to get the right size of collar. It's driving me crazy. So I may just like buy one and then like... I would start with a diameter and then... (sighs) Like, because they have some at Costco. So yeah. you could just, like, if you know the diameter, then you could go to Costco and, like, measure your diameter. Yeah. Or you could do a little, like, pi r squared and get the... Right. So I'm trying to figure out, Mackenzie, I thought they were one size fits all. No, apparently not, because it depends on how wide the base of your tree is. And we have, like, a 10-foot tree. We have a really, really tall tree. So I'm trying to figure that out. I found a really cool one at Target that I want. Um, I may just go buy it today and like get an idea of how it works. Cause if it doesn't fit, I can obviously return it. But then I'm like, I just, but then I Googled everything and I was like, the largest one is like a 
30 inch something. So I'm like, that's got to be the diameter because a 30 inch circumference would be so tiny, would be so tiny. So that's got to be the diameter. And so I think that I just gave you the equation for the area of a circle, not that it matters instead of the (laughs) circumference, but I bet you that that's the diameter because literally if you had a 30 inch diameter, uh, excuse me, a 30 inch circumference, that would be like less than a 10 inch diameter. So it's got to be the diameter. Okay. There you go. Okay, great. Well, we will report back with this very exclusive I don't news. Either. We just have the prongs. Oh, okay. Just okay. Look at the prongs. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes we'll use like a blanket if we have one laying around. But no, right now we just have the prongs, and I don't even notice it. Mm, okay. Well, right now I took the tree skirt off because Butters was driving me absolutely crazy. <laughs> Butters' new game is to knock off. There's our tree sits right next to the counter, so he sits on the counter and knocks off all the ornaments within his reach. So we have all these that sounds like a very cat very cat thing. His his very obsessive thing is to knock my AirPods off the ground when I have the AirPods case sitting on the table. It drives me up the wall. But um anyway, I'll let you guys know about the collar. We had a cat growing up and one time we like couldn't find her all day and we like searched high and low. She was an outdoor cat. We we're like, oh my gosh, she hit by a car. She was had climbed the Christmas tree and was stuck. No but she wasn't like meowing or anything. She just like was. She was holding on for dear life. <laughs> she was just holding on for dear life inside the Christmas tree. And finally, my mom like had the good sense to look in the Christmas tree and was like, oh, you're Oh my gosh. The fact that she wasn't like screaming, I think is really hilarious that she just was sitting there like, oh no. Yeah, that I would, <laughs> that you would think that she'd be like meowing and <laughs> like <laughs> whining. Right, yeah. Right. That's hilarious. We also are in the phase, obviously, like the kids decorate the majority of the Christmas tree. And I'm trying, I didn't like move any of the ornaments around because I'm just trying to embrace it. One side of our Christmas tree is so cute. And you can tell it's like where Evie could reach by standing on the couch. There's literally like eight ornaments just like all on the same little branch. Yeah. And like you could tell that's just like she got up on the couch, ornament, got up on the couch, same little ornament. I love that. I remember as kids, we would hang ornaments and my mom would put all the ones that were not breakable on the bottom because we'd be like, just throw them all in one place. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, it's so fun. Christmas as a kid. Yeah. By the time you, this will be our last episode before Christmas. It sure will. So happy winter solstice and Merry Christmas. I just really hope everyone is like, Stress fear, stress, <laughs> can't even say it. Stress free, having a good time. Someone asked if you've had any, well, I know your recent purchase, expensive and non expensive. Your recent purchase that best purchase would be your bike. Oh, my best recent purchase, expensive and non expensive. Yeah, expensive is my bike. Inexpensive, there is something that's like just outside the edge of my brain where I recently got something little and I was like, oh, I love this thing so much. Mm. I think it's it like, a mug. A mug. Oh, are you I'm still buying like, mugs? Oh, okay. I'm still buying mugs. <laughs> well, after a while, I'm like, there's no place to put them. Like, I, I know. Have I all need to build a shelf. Yeah. There's this like mug hut that somebody went viral on Instagram for making. And I, everybody keeps sending it to me. And I'm like, I know. I want this. It's this like really cute little shelf where all the mugs like sit in their little yeah. house. Yeah. Oh, that and is cute. I want cute. it really bad. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I could make it, but I just like don't. I need someone to make it for me. I yeah. go on Etsy and be like, somebody make this viral mug hut for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. I got some really cute earrings in Jackson Hole that I really like. My friend bought for me when I was visiting her with her baby. Those might be my favorite recent little purchase. I just love little things like that where you're like, it just like kind of elevates your mood. Because mm-hmm. then you think about like the person who gave them to you or the thing you were doing when you bought them. Like that's why I love, I'm not like a big souvenir person, but I love buying things on vacation because I love being able to then like bring them back into my daily life and think like, oh, I got this when I was in Mexico or oh, I got this when I was visiting. Yes. I think of that whenever I see like the magnets from Iceland that I have on my fridge. 
Totally. It's like, and I don't even necessarily get things that like look like the place I, you know, it's like I don't have like a themed magnet or what, like, or a themed. We used to buy um, Christmas ornaments. A lot of times we still do. Like, if we have a big thing that happens in the year, we'll buy a Christmas ornament that sort of memorializes it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of times I'll just buy like a little cup or some earrings or I don't know, a sweatshirt or something or, or a pair of pants. And yeah. then I just wear it. And I'm like, oh yeah, I bought this and I was doing yeah. this fun thing. What about you? I recently purchased a piece of art when I was in Arizona from this local artist and it's beautiful. It's 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 really small. It's not like an eight by ten. I don't know what is it. What is like a tiny square? Whatever. It's like a really beautiful painting of. It almost looks like she took a photo of being at the top of Camelback Mountain, which is my favorite place to hike in Arizona. One of my favorites. It's the cityscape at night with this gorgeous like sunset, and then she kind of put this like clear coat over it and attached it to this piece of wood. It's really cool. So I, that was a really fun purchase for me. And then as I mean, I I wasn't like super expensive. I'm trying to think of something that we like purchased. That was a lot of, has your tread come yet? Oh yeah, there we go. Yes. Thank you. Yes. So the tread (laughs) did arrive. (laughs) I was like, yep. I, I, there's a part of me is like, we just purchased something. Cause in my brain, I was like, it was rather expensive. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, the tread did arrive, and I am so happy to have the tread back. I just found that I am, I think I'm much more of a tread person when it comes to, like, indoor workouts. The bike was great, and I just really love, there's something about being able to, like, run free with all your limbs (laughs) instead of being, like, tethered to a bike that I was just really excited about. So I've been doing my treadmill workouts in the morning. Someone just put in the chat, Alicia said, I bought cute post-it notes for 2024 planner. And I was Marcoing with Sandy recently because I was like, okay, almost every year we go on to the Astro Twins website and they have like a 20, like the whatever year it is intention setting seminar. So you can kind of like get on this webinar and they talk about the year according to the planets and the stars. So I was like, oh, Sandy, are we going to do this again? And like, I want to buy this planner, but I don't because I have so many planners. And she's like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We are going to gather every single planner and journal that we have that we have not used yet. Cause I, and I have the stack sitting right here on my ground. There's probably like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's probably 10 journals and planners that are sitting on my floor right now. She's like, you're going to gather them all. The ones that you haven't touched yet, you're going to give it away. You're going to like just give it to somebody. Um, the ones that you've written in any time that you want to buy a new planner, you're going to write in the one that you have. <laughs> I was like, okay. So that's my goal for 2024 is to like actually use a goal setter journal planner use that I already video. own. Yes. But that's not as fun as buying them. It's not as fun. And the 20, and the, honestly, if you I go know, in the Astro Twins website, they have like these awesome journals that are like according to your own sign. And I'm like, if it well, was Virgo related, I will definitely use it. I will buy it. You should like wrap them in like brown paper. So then the next time you want one, you don't get, you get to like, it's a surprise. Which you right. Get. That's true. I could just wrap, be wrap them all as presents to myself. Yeah. So that's my goal today is to go through this. But look at this one. This one, this one, this one was actually free. This is when we went to LA and we went to create and cultivate and I put the stickers on it. And Um, I found I had like a memory come up on Instagram the other day on the girls, the girls on Joy and Claire Instagram where it was like, look at this new journal I bought. It is a journal I still own to this day. And it is, and this was from like eight years ago. <laughs> and now it's just full of like Evie doodles. Do not let Evie get a hold of your journals. Or if you have some. Or do. That, I'm sure they're or, great yeah, doodles. 
<laughs> you have some planners where you're like, I would love to reuse this, but this is a planner from 2019. Like, give it to me because Evie will use it. She loves taking notes. She just oh, I love scribbles. that. Yeah, yeah she's very Good she's for very her. Um, fastidious. Oh, that's so great. I know. I love it. All right, guys. I think that's it for this week. Yeah. Thank you, chat friends. Thanks for being here. Thanks for hanging out. We're on the upswing. We are on the upswing. We made it. We're going back towards the light. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, Ned, helloned.com forward slash joy or use discount code joy at checkout. You can find us on Instagram at joyandclaire underscore. You can find us online at joyandclaire.com. You can email us. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. Thank you for being here. Since we're not going to talk to you, we hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And we'll talk to you on the we'll see you on the other side thanks everybody bye bye